Good day. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live with the Norwegian Hollow. We are here in Viroqua. Good to be here, too. Good time. Good stuff. Going to be uh, out and about this afternoon. Going to be at Gasser's from 4 to 6, uh, or 3 to 5. 3 to 5 today. Going to be down at Kickapoo Creekside uh, after that. And then after that, I have no idea. Wherever we end up, we end up. So... Uh, after that, the compass comes off. We just wherever the wind blows, I guess, is where we're going to end up going. So, uh, but it's good to good to be back in Viroqua and hanging out and, and just kind of enjoying ourselves. So we certainly appreciate it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Darnell, we were talking about London and the team itself um, discussing the trip, probably more so than the upcoming opponent, that being the New York Giants. Uh, Darnell Savage said, hey, look, uh, yep, when in the, him personally, he's he's excited for London. I'm excited. Uh, I, I've never been to London. I haven't even, like, I mean, I've seen, like, pictures and stuff like that, but um, it kind of sucks that we're going there to play because we're more so going to be focused on that. But um, it'll be a fun experience nonetheless, so I'm excited for it. So, uh, as he said, kind of sucks that we got to go and play a game. They wish that they were actually over there, not just playing a game, but more sightseeing than anything. So uh, this, again, goes back to what Matt LaFleur said. You know, you have a job to do. This is not a sightseeing trip. This is a business trip. I'm glad. Look, Darnell Savage Jr. recognizes that, which is awesome. So, you know, that's pretty much half the battle is getting guys to buy in that this is a working trip remember uh then he uh it was asked about leaving early for the game and and what this means to you know get out of green bay early on get to get to london and start getting acclimated i would say it's even tougher because like right now like we're about to leave and like but we don't play for another couple of days it kind of feels like because normally when we leave we play the next day so uh, that's kind of weird like i feel like everybody's kind of like one edge like we're about to play but um once we get there i feel like we'll settle in and everything will feel normal more so about this team um, upcoming, Saquon Barkley, really the only threat, the offensive threat that the uh, Giants have at this point with everybody being so incredibly banged up. And Savage, a guy that likes to stick his nose in there and hit when he can, which I've always liked about him, even though he has been injured once or twice because of sticking his nose in there via the, uh, via the hit. Uh, he talks about, uh, you know, fo- focusing on Saquon Barkley. We just got to we gotta get all get to the ball. Um, 11 has to the ball every play. Uh, he's going to break some tackles. It's just it's what he does, who he is. So, um, you know, but but the, the faster we get to the ball, you know, the, uh, the effects of a missed tackle are less. So um, we just got to be ready to play harder and play longer than, than them, really. So um, it's definitely going to be a challenge, but we're up for it. Darnell Savage also talks. I mean, we've discussed it uh, quite a bit this week about the Packers' run defense and the run defense in the sense of, uh, has not been able consistently to stop things in front of them. Uh, this has been kind of a, I don't want to call it a soft defense, but it's a defense that's basically been, you know, their, their, their philosophy is just don't give up the big play, you know. So if you're chunking yards down the field and you're, you know, picking up first downs down the field, it's not an awful thing, but just, you know, don't give up the big play. And Darnell Savage talks about the run defense specifically. Definitely a point of emphasis, you know, that's something that we want to tighten up on. Um, and I think it'll, it'll happen over time, you know, uh, just with, with getting used to playing each, with each other and stuff like that, trusting each other to be in the right gaps, not trying to do too much. Uh, we got a lot of good players, so um, I feel like we can kind of make plays whenever. We just got to pick and choose when we, we try to, you know, go for those big plays. So I think we'll be fine. 
And in the meantime, he was asked specifically uh, about this London trip. And then, you know, as we just did, talked about, the, the Packers fans are on a bus. They're traveling around with Mark Murphy and some of the other former Green Bay Packers, the Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler and company. And, you know, he was asked uh, what he expects, what he thinks he's going to get, what they're going to get as a team from Packers fans in London. I don't know what to expect, honestly. I haven't even, like, seen any pictures of the stadium we're playing in, none of that kind of stuff. So, um, there's Packer fans all over the world. So, um, I'm sure I will see some some cheeseheads out there. So, that's always exciting because, like, no matter where we go, it's a chance that it's a home game for us. So, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and the meanwhile, uh, New York, as we talked about, their wide receiving core, uh, half of them aren't even going to ma- either make the trip or play. I mean, they're down uh, big time. The weaponry... Uh, as far as the outside goes, almost non-existent. And Savage talks about the fact that they have uh, they have uh, not a lot to go on when it comes to the wide receiving core and the New York Giants and all the injuries. With those injuries, you know, they, they kind of have a lot of guys that are all, they're all hands on deck, really. So, uh, you know, they got a lot of guys that have been making plays for them over there. Um, Saquon's been big in the passing game for them as well. So uh, we just got to be ready to, to guard whoever's out there because, um, you know, they've been throwing the ball around a little bit to everybody. So uh, we just got to be ready for it. Then Preston Smith, uh, he's excited. He's been there before, though. This is a guy that's got a little bit of experience traveling across the pond and playing. He, was, he did it when he was with, uh, with Washington. So he talks about his experience of playing in London back then. Yeah, we went in 2016, and it was a, it was a great experience. My first time out the country as a young guy, and, and it, that was kind of an eye-opening experience to go somewhere else in another country and see how it is to be a, you know, a player in another country. Especially, I know soccer's really big over there. And when we was over there, they was cheering the whole game because, you know, nobody has a favorite team over there, so they're just cheering to have an NFL team. It's loud the whole game. It's pretty exciting. It was really thrilling. So uh, this one, uh, when it comes to travel plans, I mean, remember Matt LaFleur's done it twice now, so he thought that his travel plans and the way he does it is probably the best setup for this Packers team because they left yesterday after practice. They flew overnight. They got in. They're working out today, and then their evening, which is coming up here about you know th- 3 or 4 o'clock our time, uh, will be um, going on 8, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock their time. Uh, which means they're getting them into bed, and then they've kept them up almost 24 hours, and those guys will sleep. It should reset their body clocks a little bit. So he talks about the travel plans compared to back when he went back in 2016. I was pretty similar. Uh, leave, leave like tonight and then get over there like Friday morning and pra- have meetings and then practice and you know, have some time, some leisure time, like a normal Friday, but we treated it like a normal Friday in another country. He uh, was asked, does he have any advice for uh, playing over there, going to London, for the guys uh, inside that locker room that have never done this before. I mean, use your time wisely. I mean, we are over to play a game, but, you know, it's a, it's a one-in-a-lifetime experience to actually be able to go play in another country and, and not be a soccer player. And um, just, to, just to be able to do that, yeah, we, our main focus is to go over there and win a football game. And, you know, also it's, it's an experience for some guys. Some of these guys are rookies, never been out the country, and it's their first time being able to do it. Just got to be smart. You know, go do some sightseeing. Make sure you give yourself enough time to not miss curfew or to not get back, you know, and give yourself enough time to have fun and still, you know, focus on the game. Then you've got Robert Tanyan, who has uh, come back from that knee injury and started to become a productive tight end again for Aaron Rodgers. And he was asked what he expects from Packers fans across the pond. Like a home game for sure. I mean, I, I think it was like 2019 when we even went to Dallas. Like it was like almost like a home game. And then so uh, definitely 
Packer fans travel so excited about that. He was asked about the offense because the offense still does not look like the offense uh, like we assume it would, and it's just not there yet. Uh, we all know that. We've seen it up close and personal. And Robert Tiny was asked about the offense and what's it going to take? What, what? How does he feel about this offense starting to put it together? I think just a lot of young, new guys and people finding new roles. And uh, I wouldn't say finding our identity, but I just think just figuring it out. And, um, you know, we're grateful to be in the three-in-one spot. Our defense is playing well. And it's not that we're playing bad. I just think that, you know, people are just kind of finding their niche and getting comfortable with the offense. Then uh, there's some guys that are coming back off of injury, like himself. You've got also Elton Jenkins. You've got David Bakhtiari. There's guys that have been uh, – you're kind of taking it easy. Even though you got to play football, and football's an all-or-nothing sport, they're still trying to, uh, on a pitch count, ease themselves back into this, and he talks about coming off injuries. The season is so long, and I think that, um, you know, certain people like coming off injuries, like a couple of us are just getting our football legs under us. And then, uh, you know, certain guys are asked to do, you know, more things than they're not usually supposed to do. So, um, like I said, just kind of people just trying to find their niche and find their role. And then he was asked when you get into London, you know, what do you need to get done, not just in London because you're there, but, you know, for the game, for your prep for the game. Just move around, get the blood flowing, get the body moving and mental reps. Um, and, you know, usually those types of days are like that. It's just we'll be, you know, less physical. Then he said, uh, you know, uh, or not he said, he was asked when you, uh, you know, have never been to London like this before, uh, you're seeking advice from players who have been to London before. Yeah, just sleep as much on the plane and when you can sleep um, and hydrate. Yeah, just kind of the simple stuff. I think, you know, don't want to overthink it and make it too big of what it really is. That's exactly right. Don't make it too big. Don't overthink it. Do what you normally do. The big thing for Tanyan when he talked about, you know, trying to to keep it simple uh, is trying to, the best you can, stay within your routine. I mean, it is exciting to go over there. You know, you're seeing a new country and you don't want to be distracted, but you kind of want to see stuff. But uh, just kind of just trying to stay in as much of a routine as possible as you would be over here or any other away game. It's just obviously you're across the pond and then uh, last but not least he gets his first touchdown uh last week against uh, the new england patriots in a crossing pattern puts him into the end zone uh and he ends up getting that big shot down the middle so he, he talked about the first time you know getting into the end zone since he got hurt yeah it's just been forever i it was funny because usually like after like a game like that close game you know a lot more like high energy vibrant but i was like a lot more chill and i just reflect on it more and i think it's just kind of like i wouldn't say emotional but just like i thought about it i was like man this has been forever and you know proud of myself you know happy for the team and the you know the people i had around me just supporting me so yeah you know more to come and just gonna keep working and just be around these guys and so it all in. So there you go. That's Robert Tanyan, Preston Smith, Darnell Savage. Just a couple of thoughts from inside the locker room. A lot of talk about London, but what uh, you get the sense of is, uh, as everybody in their own way said it, that this has to be a business trip. You gotta, you gotta try to stay in a routine. You can't. Yeah, everybody wants to do things. You want to see it, like Darnell Savage said. You want to be able to, you know, kind of enjoy it. But um, this is kind of a taste of, hey, if you want to go back, go back. But we're not here for this. 
We're here to get a game uh, in. We're here to be able to try to stay in our routine. I, this is the thing. It, it, first of all, it's good that they're parroting kind of what Matt LaFleur had to say. Um, but it's also, you got to think it's exciting. You know, it's it, we're, we're heading to a place we've never been. We're all playing in this stadium for the first time collectively, unless, you know, you've got uh, much like Preston Smith maybe has been over there one more one other time. But um, for the most part, uh, it's the largest soccer stadium of 62, 63,000. And a lot of people playing in it for the first time, maybe their only time, you know, ever doing this. So you, you're excited about the opportunity. But I think at the same time, you're trying to do everything you can to remember, look, you don't want to go over there and come back. It's a long flight back if you lose. It's a long flight back if you lose. Because the Giants, they're expected to. They've got all the injuries. They're 3-1. and one. They're kind of a paper tiger at this point. You know, they, they just... Not a lot of people believing in them. They don't have that same level of expectation. Plus, the city of New York is paying attention to the Yankees right now. You know, the best thing that could have happened to the Giants in this quiet 3-1 and one and start and being somewhat of that paper tiger is the fact that the Yankees are playing baseball right now. So they don't have to necessarily be the focus and the spotlight and such. In the meantime, the Packers, they're expected to win. They're expected to end up in a Super Bowl. They've got all the pressure on them. If the Packers would lose this game, it would be a long flight home. A long flight back, no doubt. So go over and get your business taken care of, and that's kind of the uh, the mantra, the uh, mindset from Matt Lafleur, and you can certainly hear it in those three players that it's trickled down in that same sense. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. That's Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. You got them, you don't want them. I'll tell you that right now. Not the Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros, but bed bugs, ants. The uh, box elder bugs that are coming out when it gets warm on the side of your house. Stink bugs, all that kind of nasty stuff. If you got it, you don't want it. If you don't have it, you don't want it. Call them, 414-877-5811. That is 414-877-5811. Mike will give you a hand helping you out because they're safe, they're effective. They have two different types, whether it's thermal or chemical care. So if you got kids, you got pets, no problem. Don't panic. They treat many different things, many different ways to screen. They can customize a solution for your situation and your budget. But if it's a home, a townhome, a multi-unit apartment building, if you're one of those owners, a dorm room maybe, hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycare, think about all of those. You don't want bed bugs. You don't want ants. You don't want stink bugs. You don't want box elder bugs. Anything, roaches, anything like that creeping around, be preventative. If you don't have them, be preventative. If you do have them, get rid of them. Get a hold of our friends over there at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, or call Michael, 414-877-5811. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. talk with Mike Clemens. He's going to be joining us here at the bottom of the hour here in about 10 minutes. Going to talk with Cassidy Hill from the Journal Sentinel and also get the perspective of, uh, of hers regarding the Packers and not even so much just the trip to London, but this Packers team has not even started to fire on all cylinders. And what else are we looking for out of the matchup this weekend? And I think, uh, Ben, we have talked so much about London. What's kind of been covered up is the fact that the Packers 
defensively have played a little bit soft. Offensively have come nowhere near hitting what we would expect to be their peak. And I guess four games into the season, is there a concern level there? Uh, I mean, I know, you know, when you start to watch some of these other teams, you watch San Francisco the other night dismantle L.A., the pressure they put on Matthew Stafford, the fact that Debo Samuel took off for 55-plus yards. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, while he's not, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback, he, he just very efficiently manages that team. I don't think the Packers look that good. Yeah, Tampa Bay is still somewhat foundering. Who's the best team in the NFC at this point? Would you say it's San Francisco, or would you say it's your Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts and what he's been able to do? And they're very quietly flying under the radar. Who's the best team in the NFC? Sitting here today, I would cautiously say the Eagles just because they haven't lost. But who do I trust the most to make a run? It sounds crazy. I still think it's Green Bay because Rodgers is the best quarterback in the conference, I think. At least I trust him more in the playoffs than all the other ones. And then the schools or the teams, I think college always, um, the teams that you would normally think about have major, major flaws. Like, yes, Jimmy G has led San Francisco deep in the playoffs in the past. Do I think he can actually go in and beat the Packers again in Lambeau? I don't. The Rams are very flawed. Stafford's not playing well. And then the Bucks are, are dealing with a lot and Brady and all the off-the-field stuff. I think the Eagles are a legitimate best team in the NFC contender, yet they're unproven. So when they get there in the playoffs, are they able to overcome the obstacles that we see hurt a lot of young teams in those spots? So I don't know. It's what, week five, week six? I think they're the best team right now. I think come playoff time, I still think it'll be the Packers. And they have a lot of stuff they have to figure out. It's one of those things where the defense, to me, ages well as the season goes along, where... I mean, I've been here for a couple of years, but it doesn't feel like they start off that fast and then they kind of get into their rhythm as as time goes by. And offensively, I mean, it's whether Aaron Rodgers and that offense can make it work. Second half against the Patriots, they looked really good. The first half was a disaster. Uh, the whole London thing, I mean, the reason it's a big story, the reason we can't stop talking about it is because LaFleur can't stop talking about it. And I think Grant Bills put it well. His attitude going into this game is like Craig Council's attitude going into a long road trip, and that bleeds into the locker room. Um, But in terms of uh, this team going forward, I'm still really high on where they can go. I just think it's the beginning of an NFL season. They're working things out, a lot of new players. I trust the guys in the leadership positions with the Packers, LaFleur, Rodgers, everybody, more so, say, than in Philadelphia where they're very unproven. Yeah, uh, I'm not... uh... I'm more concerned about the fact that they have not hit on all cylinders when it comes to their offensive prowess just yet. And I don't know if it's just going to be a matter. And we we talked about it earlier this week. Is it a matter of getting now Christian Watson more involved and starting to say we can trust him? And see you guys. And uh, being able to say that you're just going to start throwing on the ball. Because at some point you just got to start putting it up. At some point you just got to start putting it up. So do you begin to trust Christian Watson and say, look, this is the legitimate downfield threat that we we have? And do you say, we're going to stretch the field, we're going to start giving him some opportunities? At what point does he become more than just a motion decoy, offensively speaking? And I, I think, you know, earlier one of, the, uh, one of our people on the Bud Light live stream, they hit it on the head as well. The other thing you got to worry about, you don't want any significant injuries. I mean, I, you never want injuries anyway. But throughout this stretch, before you get to Buffalo, you don't want anything significant to happen. It's 
you, you're not trying to play clean football, but you're trying to get better and you just kind of, you know, knock on wood that you don't have anything significant happen. And um, you don't have to worry all of a sudden about, you know, like I said before, God forbid you lose, say, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, or Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard. And then you're down to guys that you, you know, Randall Cobb, who's having a, a terrific resurgence, don't get me wrong, but he's Randall Cobb. He's never been Devontae Adams, so you can't rely solely on him and Christian Watson. So you, you what you can't afford is a couple of injuries there, a couple of injuries at your linebacking position. You know, you're trying to make sure that you get out of these things uh, relatively injury-free as well. So uh, I get that. But, yeah, going back to who is the strongest team in the NFC right now, it's I would go with Philadelphia. Philadelphia just looked better. They looked more complete. I think San Francisco might be the second best team in the conference right now. Because I'm trying to think of who's better at this point. You know? Who's the next best team in the conference? It's, you know, we thought the West was going to be really strong, and it's no. I mean, even at 2-2, and the 49ers have looked better and more complete. I don't have... A lot. I mean, the Cowboys are sitting at three and one. Do we look at the Cowboys with Cooper Rush and go? You know what? They're winning. You can't deny it. They've got Micah Parsons off the edge, one of the best pass rushers right now in football. Cooper Rush is getting it done. Zeke Elliott, the the combination for the running game has been formidable. Their offensive line seems to at least as of right now come together. Do the Cowboys look like maybe the second best team in the NFC? The Buccaneers aren't it. We know that. Who else would it be? The Packers sitting at three and one, but I don't think is it the Vikings. Vikings are three and one, but the Vikings have have somewhat struggled. You know, at times where they have not looked, they have not looked anywhere near what they were when they just dismantled the Packers, and even when they beat the Packers, it wasn't a thirty-five to three blowout. You know, so who is the next best team in the NFC? And the Packers got dismantled by the Vikings, and since then they've handled teams that aren't as good you know you you got mac the mac jones list new england patriots who gave them trouble the bears bears play people tough but bears aren't a, a, a great team by any stretch of the imagination you know they beat tampa bay tampa bay on the road down there that's a good win regardless of the ugly score that's still a good win so who is the next best team in the nfc at this point who is super bowl bound out of the nfc I think the best team right now, hands down, is the Eagles. Beyond that, uh, I, I would would ask anybody to venture a guess and then explain to me why. Uh, let's do this. Cassidy Hill from the Journal Sentinel covering the Green Bay Packers going to join us. Uh, coming up next, also, Mike Clemens is going to join us to find out of the program, as he always does on Fridays. We're going to get his perspective in this as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Growth Law Firm, your personal injury attorney specifically geared towards bikers. And if you've had an injury uh, and you need some law law advice, they can help you out. That's growthlaw.com, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Stay tuned. Cassidy Hill with the Journal Sentinel going to join us coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a bucket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. We are broadcasting live at the Norwegian Hollow. We are here in Viroqua another day. You know, we've just kind of been invited to uh, the uh, the high school football game tonight. It's homecoming tonight. So uh, we're going from Gassers to uh, Kickapoo Creekside, and then we're going to try to make it over by uh, by maybe the second quarter of the high school football game tonight here in Viroqua. I'm excited. Kind of geeked up for all of this stuff. So that's what's going on here. In the meantime, over in London, the Packers continue to get ready for the uh, for the New York Giants. And joining us now, Cassidy Hill uh, of the uh, Journal Sentinels got us, uh, you know, on the hotline. Cassidy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, are we talking to you live in London, or are you uh, one of the people that's <laughs> decided to stay home? No, I'm not in London. I wish. That would have been cool. Um, but obviously, you know, that's just that's a that's a difficult trip to send everyone. We right. have some of our best people on the ground over there. Um, Ryan Wood, Pete Doherty, Rich Ryman. They are they're covering it for Packers News, Journal Sentinel, Press Gazette. Uh, they are on the ground in London and probably very tired <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. at this point. But, yeah, Tom Silverstein and I are, are kind of covering it here from green bay i was actually just telling a friend of mine i was like i got a little bit of fomo this morning and so i turned on ted lasso in the background while i just worked around the house doing stuff so <laughs> i feel like i'm there uh so it let's first of all first of all talk about this because the talk has been all week about london you tell me has matt lafleur seemed to put it politely snippy i called him sassy maddie the other day and i think i'm gonna let that stick for a while Okay. Um, he, okay. He has been sassy lately, but I, I, a little snippy, yeah. But I can understand it's, it's within good reason because he's a very detail-oriented guy. Every coach is. They like their routines. They get into a routine. They know this is what you do on Monday. This is what you do on Tuesday. This is what you do on Wednesday. And they've essentially had to adjust their entire routine by it's it's a Sunday to Sunday game. But they front-loaded their work schedule this week and prepared like it was a Thursday game. So instead of, you know, implementing the offense in stages on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they implemented it on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to have everything ready before they left for London. And then they had a tough practice on Thursday, which normally that would be your walkthrough if it was a Thursday game. But they, they implemented everything. Then they had a tough practice. Then they flew overseas. They got off a plane this morning and immediately went to the practice field. So that's always sort of the the interesting part of these international games. They're so much fun. I understand them. Fans love them. It helps grow the game. But for the teams playing them, it essentially gives them two opponents. You know, the Packers are playing the Giants and the jet lag. And how each team not only prepares for the other team, but how they prepare for the trip will really make a difference in who wins this game. And Matt LaFleur has played in or has coached in this game twice before, once with the Rams, once with the Titans, and he's one and one. So he's seen what has worked and he's seen what hasn't. And so I think that's why he's been so – I'm, I'm looking for a, a, a word that's polite. <laughs> um, right. He's been so um, forward this week is because he's he's trying to make sure that – when there's so many things out of his control that everything is still within his control to sort of get this team on the right track and, and know that they can get over there. Because for 
a lot of these veterans that have been with the Packers for years, this is their first international trip as well. And for some of the rookies, um, you know, you've got some guys like, like Preston Smith and Rasul Douglas that have made the trip with other teams. But for so many guys in this, in this locker room, this is their first time playing in the international series. And, and it's a beast of a trip, as, as how Mercedes Lewis described it this week, just a beast of a, a game and a trip. And um, so I, I guess I can understand Matt LaFour's attitude this week, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. And I was talking about it, too. When you're not worried about necessarily the game plan, but you have to worry about body clocks and travel arrangements and, uh, you know, you're listening to doctors, you're listening to people that have been there, you're listening to people over overseas, What you don't, you're going to unfamiliar territory, you've never been on this turf before. I mean, all of that comes into play. And, oh, by the way, you got a game to play and you got to get prepared for the New York Giants with or without all their talent. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand where he's coming from. So let's talk about the offense because – um, I, I got into the discussion last week that the downfield passing game, even though they've had a, quite a few explosive plays, the downfield passing game has not necessarily been existent. At what point do they start taking shots? And, and now I know they did. Uh, they took a couple of shots downfield unsuccessfully. But at what point do you start saying Christian Watson's really the downfield guy? We got to go with him. I think that's what they drafted him to be. But so far, they've been able to get by with with some Romeo Dobbs, Sammy Watkins before he got hurt, um, Alan Lazard. But what's really been their bread and butter is just yards after the catch. I think at one point, and they may still, I would have to check, led the league after three weeks in yards after the catch. That's what their offense is right now. And and it's it's hard to wrap your mind around when it's always been a downfield game with Aaron Rodgers and usually Devontae Adams and Brett Favre and other, other teams. I made the comment the other day to um, – Tom Silverstein and Ryan Wood when we were doing our podcast that, you know, this why is everyone freaking out? You run to set up the pass. That's the rule of thumb. That's the base of any good offense is you run to set up the pass. And they both made the point, yeah, but they haven't had to do that in Green Bay for the past 30 years because it's been downfield shots. You've had Favre. You've had Rodgers. You haven't needed to run to set up the pass. You haven't had to go for those six-yard checkdowns and intermediate throws. And so it's a new concept, I understand, in Green Bay, but this is a viable and efficient offense. It looks different, so therefore it looks wrong through the lens of what the Packers have usually done, but it works. And so if you have to give up the the 50 yard or the, you know, 45 yards on air to a deep shot to Christian Watson, and even that, God, man, I really gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit there for a pass that's 45 yards on air. Um if you have to give up the deep shot to Christian Watson that that may or may not unfold the way you want it to to take the eight yard shot to to Lazard coming across the middle, I think that's what they're gonna do right now as these rookies continue to develop. Will they eventually get to to where they're throwing back down deep? Yeah, probably so because this is still Aaron Rodgers under center, but he's struggled the first four weeks. He's been the first person to say that and to admit that. And and with the strength of this offense as it is right now with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and what the receivers that they have can do, this is going to be this offense. It's going to be more RPO-based. It's going to be short throws, intermediate throws, getting the guys in space and letting them work. Eventually, defenses are going to come up to defend against that, and when they do, then you do still have Aaron Rodgers back there who can you know see a one-high safety and lick his chops. 
and by then you would hope he has you know more chemistry with Christian Watson and the rookie's not going to drop those balls but for right now this is what this offense is and it works Talking with Cassidy Hill, finder on Twitter at Cassidy G. Hill, reporter for the uh, the Packers News, also Journal Sentinel and such. Uh, I do like the fact that in your Twitter you say you're a future Jeopardy winner. Uh, are you hanging <laughs> out with Aaron Rodgers for that knowledge and specificness when it comes to Jeopardy, or, or is it you just know, the as- he, aspiration one day? He and I have actually never had that conversation. We've talked about Princess Bride, um, but we've never had the Jeopardy conversation. <laughs> I always joke that that is my entire life goal. Everything I do in life is to one day get me on Jeopardy. I will probably get on there and bomb, um, but I don't care. My real plan is, <laughs> and I think that they brought this show back, which could work in my favor. My real plan was to always go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because I feel like that would be an easier show to win on because you have multiple choice. And to win the money that I could then go lock myself in a cabin and study for Jeopardy. That's, there you go. Okay. There. So one comes first and then the other, and uh, the bottom line is it all stacks up and makes money. Exactly, exactly. There and you I go. get to go on the ultimate trivia show. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, defensively speaking, uh, Joe Barry, over the last couple of weeks of defense giving up chunk plays, it looks to mm-hmm. me and many like it's just the mantra is, don't worry about being aggressive. Don't worry about taking chances. Just don't let anything get behind you. And we've seen this team have not given up a ton of points. And last week, technically, the defense only gave up 17 because one was a pick six that went back. This defense is still one of the better scoring defenses as of right now in the league. But does this defense look a, I don't want to say a championship-style defense because they're all works in progress, but it seems like there's not a ton of aggressiveness defensively out of this team right now. I would have to agree, which is, confounding and a little mind-blowing considering the personnel they have the personnel to be aggressive I really thought that that's what they would be coming into this season it's why so many people thought that this would be the best defense in the NFL before the season started and I think it still could be because like I said they have the the guys to do it um some of that's probably just stubbornness some of it's probably game planning that sets beyond what we know or can comprehend when we're not in the meetings breaking down hours and hours of tape like these guys are. But I also think we might see a little bit of a shift soon. Matt LaFleur mentioned this week talking to Joe Barry about um, playing so much too high and, and staying in a too high shell and that there might need to come out of it at times. And it, it's not groundbreaking. That's, that's sort of... Um, Logical, I guess you could say, considering who they're playing and what those offenses are doing. But the fact that Matt LaFleur stepped in and and told his defensive coach that is what stood out to me because he, for the most part, kept his hands out of those decisions for his first few years here. So if he's stepping in and telling the defensive coaches, come out of the two high and stop playing it so much, go to one if we need to, and bring more down into the box, the fact that he's He's stepping in and telling the coaches that says a lot to me. Cassidy, great stuff. I appreciate it, and we appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes, okay? Thanks, Bill. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. There you go. Cassidy Hill at Cassidy G. Hill over on Twitter covering the Green Bay Packers. Her and Spoon. I thought Spoon would be there, man. Her and Tom Silverstein, uh, both uh, back in Wisconsin, everybody else on the road in London, and they're holding down the fort here, which, you know, uh, to a certain extent I can't blame them, to be honest with you. But that being said, 
uh, some good stuff. And we're all in agreement. We're looking at things as Matt LaFleur seems to be a little bit uh, on edge, maybe is a kind way to put it. The offense is still not hit its stride. At some point, you got to take some chances. Joe Barry is running somewhat of a vanilla offense, not being very aggressive right now. Maybe this is all something that's going to be in store for more down the road. You're looking for more, or do they even need to do more to beat the Giants? That's a whole other question for you and I who have this anxiety because you see these other teams flying around, getting to the quarterback, getting to the ball, creating turnovers and such. Packers are winning, and they don't have to do all of those things right now. So are they that good that they're playing relatively vanilla and they're still winning in the National Football League against lesser teams? Or are they a team that doesn't have that capability to be that good? I want to talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live down here at the Norwegian Hollow. If you want to stop down and you're in the uh, within the sound of my voice, come on by. We'd love to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at uh, over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Today, Joey. He's got his good people for the uh, the Italian fish fry on a Friday. It's, it's really, really good if you've never had it. They're right there next to Menards on Blue Mountain Road across the street from Home Depot. That is Albanese's Roadhouse. Tell them we said hi. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the New York Giants. Sunday morning at 8.30 Wisconsin time from Tottenham Stadium in London. Matt LaFleur asked if anyone on the Packers staff has had time to inspect the field there. No, and this is the first time going over there that that will be on field turf. Is that grass? grass, yes. Is it, I mean, is the surface field turf? Tottenham plays on grass, don't they? Did they replace it for this game? Did you watch the game last week? Obviously not. Yes, it's field turf. LaFleur has been kind of testy all week. The Packers will face perhaps the best running back in the NFL, Saquon Barkley. Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry on what he told his players about Barkley. He's like 5.5, I think, per carry right now. Phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. He's got all the two. He's explosive. He's big. They do a great job with him throwing the ball as well. You know, they find ways to get him the ball, not just turn around and handing him. He's the best in our business right now, um, statistically. So... He's just an all-round complete back. We gotta, it's got to be a collective group effort this week because you can't, you can't tackle that guy with one person. It's got to be you know, population to the ball. Unbelievable player, unbelievable talent. Saquon says he wants to be the best in the NFL. I mean, as a competitor, I don't just got to be a guy like Jonathan Taylor when we play Christian McCaffrey, um, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Like, those are two extremely talented backs. Every week, for me, really competing against yourself, to be completely honest. At the end of the day, for me, I'm just trying to go out there and just perform at a high level. That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. <laughs> Beyond the board, doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, one phone number to call 414 455 4451. That's 414 455 4451. Whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, and that you know you have. Uh, low T, you may not know you have it, but you can have feel the effects, being tired, being moody, uh, the mental brain fog, all that kind of stuff, uh, feeling kind of up and down. You could, uh, you could have low T. And if you're over the age of 30, stop in and get your numbers checked. How about. Uh, the all-in-one weight loss program. You can do that as well. And, yes, that does work. But you can't do anything if you don't call the New Mel Medical Center, 
414-455-4451. And uh, tell them we sent you. For sure. Tell them we sent you. Um, so we were sitting here before we went to the break, and we were talking about are the Packers good enough and better than maybe what some people are giving them credit for because they really haven't had to do much. There's no dynamicness to this team because they haven't had to play dynamic football. Or do you think they're not as good and they don't have the ability to be dynamic and they've just beaten lesser talent? A rather interesting question. Um, I don't necessarily even want to be uh, wishy-washy and say the truth lies somewhere in between because I don't believe that. Um, I want to say that this is a team that has not had to play dynamic football, that this is a team that got a portion of the schedule after the initial punch in the face from the Minnesota Vikings where they can breathe, they know they're good, they know they've got the better quarterback, they know they can score when they absolutely positively need to, and yet they are trying different things. They're trying to give the ball and be more of a run-oriented offense. I think there's a struggle a little bit right now going on between what the offense should look like, the way Aaron Rodgers wants to run the offense, and then uh, and then the uh, the obviously the offense uh, not having the downfield capability. Uh, Ernie sitting here next to me says, "Do you think they miss Nathaniel Hackett? Do they miss Luke Getzey, the quarterback coach? You know, is that a possibility?" Is Matt LaFleur trying to get it all done on his own, so to speak? So it's it's interesting that I think they're a better team than what they've shown. I think that Barry has played relatively vanilla. I think that they're relying on the front three and four to get pressure, everybody else to tackle. And when you hear them and see them tackle and talk about it, they're a good football team. When they are fundamentally unsound, they're not a good football team. I think it's that simple. Um, I don't think there's a lot of in-between there. I, it's, it's, it's not a gray area. It's not wishy-washy. I think they're better than what they've shown. Uh, John says, I'll tell you who's a fraud. The Eagles. Mark it down. Should have lost to the Lions and Jags. Uh, they're beating up on crappy teams. Yeah, but, John, that's what you're supposed to do. Good teams win those games. Are the Packers a fraud because they barely got past, you know, Bailey Zappi? Are they a fraud? You know? Uh, complicated fellow says, I heard the comment regarding the turf uh, in the Clements news brief. LaFleur was a complete ass there. He must have uh, some other issues outside of football to answer that question like that. He comes off whiny. Uh, Rick says, I hope they go back to running a true 3-4 this weekend. Uh, interesting stuff and interesting takes. We'll talk more about that when we come back after the top of the hour. Don't forget, also, we'll ask that quest- the same question to Mike Clements coming up here in about 17, 18 minutes from now when he uh, joins us for the remainder of the way. But uh, we've got three hours down, got another hour yet to go. you got home homecoming tonight for the Blackhawks out here in Viroqua. Uh, we are going to be over at Gasser's a little bit uh, later on this afternoon from 3 to 5. And then from there, we are going to be heading down to Kickapoo Creekside. So we might head over to the high school football game after the fact. Don't know yet, wherever life takes us. But a lot still yet to do out here in Viroqua, where we are hanging out at the Norwegian Hollow. And, man, they had a really good crowd for lunch. Didn't know that that many people headed down this direction for lunch, but they do. It's good stuff, and uh, we're going to be here for another hour, so stay tuned. Got a lot more to go. Bill Michael Show continues coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 